Work Diva, here we are on another episode of The Clown Interviews the Pretty Woman. Uh, this week we have, I really want that sip of wine. Um, we have my favorite sister, the icon, the makeup guru of Instagram, the doll herself. We have Aurora Matrix. Hello, Vanity. Cue applause track, cue applause track. The way that I like under edit this podcast, I really could put an applause track, I just don't want to. It's all about about the editing. (laughs) It's very much about the editing, and that's not my tea. Um, It's Saturday at 5 o'clock, and we're going to do a shot. Cheers, Diva. R.I.P. to us. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh. I missed Wing Shots and Dragon wanting to vomit. Oh, what a moment. (laughs) It's such a specific feeling. It's worse when you're on stage. Oh, when people give you a shot on stage and you're like, this is not a saying, no, 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 no. Oh, story time. So please. This is one of like my first few times, the first, one of the first few times at Cruise. Okay. And I was doing my thing. I was doing Holding Out for a Hero, classic. And this was- I can see it in my head right now. I can see it. And this was right at the bridge, right before the fire in my blood and all that stuff. Jada Shada Hudson comes up and she gives me a tequila shot and I'm like, oh no. So I took the shot and I kept it in my mouth and I swallowed. I was like, oh, this is not staying down. So I did a split, turned around and spat it out and then kept going. <laughs> there was like a little puddle at the back of the stage and it was me spitting out the tequila, but show must go on girl. <laughs> I've done that before, but I haven't, like, spit it out, but I've been like, oh, thanks for the shot, and, like, tossed it, and been like, aw, thanks so much. <laughs> um, it's my mom thinking I'm an alcoholic for me, and every time I go to a gig, she calls me and goes, um, so, like, don't drink tonight, and I'm like, aw, for sure, mom, I won't, and then I go to the bar, and I'm like, four tequila shots right now, <laughs> like, let's do like, it. Lying through your teeth, you're like, of course I won't. Well, you're, you get there, and you're already drunk. It was her, like, this is so bad of a story to tell, but I think it's funny. Um, during the first quarantine, like, I went home for, like, a couple weeks, mostly because I was poor and couldn't afford food anymore. So I'm, like, sitting at home, you know, and then she's, like, cooking me food and stuff, and then, but I would always get up at, like, 5 p.m., and, like, I'd go to bed at, like, 11 a.m. Like, my sleep schedule was, like, fucked. I mean, depression helped, but, like, truly was just fucked. Um, and then one day she, like, sat me down and was, like, are you an alcoholic? And, like, like had this whole emotional conversation where she started bawling, and I, like, kind of looked at her, and I was, like, no, I'm just depressed. Like, there's such a difference. Um, it's so bad because my mom, like, just, like, wanted to care about me. And she, like, you know, was, like, out for my best interest. But I just think it was so funny that she, like, literally, like, how many weeks was she, like, thinking that I was an alcoholic and, like, sat me down and was, like, I have something really emotional to tell you. I'm, like, oh, not like, I this. just have to make sure, you know, you're still my kid. <laughs> not this, mom. Like, don't worry. My therapist knows everything. Like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's my mom, um... Oh, another story about my mom. Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. She doesn't even know it exists. Perfect. Um, she, like, was telling me something about my brother, and I just, like, don't care. Like, I literally just fully do not care about anything going on in his life. She's telling me something, like, one of his accomplishments. And I go, cool. She's like, did you message him? No. Like, I don't care. And he's like, she's like, that's so mean, Blake. Like, oh, not that. Um, now I'm outing myself on the podcast. Say, Libby. Um... <laughs> And it's her going, like, that's so mean. Like, 
um, he's your brother. I'm like, girl, when does he ever message me telling me he's proud of me? Every year he forgets my birthday. Because the day exactly. later, it goes, oh, happy birthday. I'm like, oh, a day late, buddy. But uh, I guess the sentiment still rings true. Oh and she God. goes, um, she goes, oh, you should talk to that counselor you see about him. And I looked at her, I go, you think I haven't? <laughs> Not that. I'm like, mom, there's a whole folder on you, dad and Mitchell. They're all separate. Like, <laughs> You're so like sorry. You about me, I don't need to give him any care of my life. Oh, it's not my mom thinking that I don't talk about her during therapy. I'm like, oh, overbearing. I feel attacked. Oh, mom, please don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> we love the yeah. mom. <laughs> oh, lo- love, love, love and hate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Parents are just fucking too fucking much. Like, I really can't. But Christmas time. Um, okay, Miss Aurora. Yes, ma'am. Okay, tell the viewers, the viewers, the listeners, I don't know, people watching this too, it's a video podcast, I don't fucking know. Tell them how we met. It was, how did we actually meet? We met, well, we met in person the first time I painted you. Was that the first time we met in person? I think that might have been the first time we met in person. I think it was. Oh. oh my gosh, okay. So I saw Miss Vanity. She had a different last name at the time. But Miss Vanity Vane. Vanity Vane. <laughs> had entered um, Scarlet Bobo's Absolute Empire's Ball. Get the full name. Get, get the promo. Season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, we got some new, new people in this competition. This is going to be exciting. They make it past the first round. And then Vanity reaches out to me and she's like, hey, girl, love your makeup. Do you want to maybe paint me for the next competition? And I was like, oh, I would love to, but I can't. So I said, no. She asked me again. I can't. Then comes the finale, and her house has made it to the va- fi- uh, finale, and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. She messaged me, and I was like, yes, I am free. I can yeah. paint you. So the first time I met you was when I painted you, and oh, what a night that was. You're actually just so nice, then. If you, like, literally just, like, fully showed up to a stranger's house and, like, painted my face. Not only just your face, I painted pretty much... I painted three people in, like, two, three hours. You really did that. You really did do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make them look good. And, girl, you guys looked good. No, and you, like, came. Like, yeah, and, like, she, so, for backstory, Aurora, like, came with us to, like, the venue, was, like, backstage with us, like, touching up our lipstick. And, honestly, like, you were the MVP that night. Like, so good. Um, I was so good. And then we, like, got you in. You, like, watched the show. And she, like, filmed everyone. Like, was tagging everyone's stories. Like, you know, very Aurora. Like, the doll's a, a nice doll. She's a good person. <laughs> Can't say the same for myself, but <laughs> here we are. Um, oh my God, what a fucking night. <gasps> it was. And then Layla McQueen was there. Like, ha- literally how random, but so fun. <laughs> Layla McQueen was there. That was honestly so insane. And, like, I remember being backstage, like, wait, I need to look good for everyone. So I did my makeup in, like, 30 minutes. And I was like, I'm just going to do a pretty boy glam. And it was cute. It worked. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, wow, what a world. I told the story about like how I entered that, that competition, like the first, my last podcast, which is coming out on Monday, but whatever. Time is an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying that like the first people I went against, like Ugly, Tash, and Steak, who are like literally three of my best friends, and Tiffany, who are like all my like really good friends. Um, and it was like so drama, and I loved it. <laughs> And then it was, like, how I kind of met Juice and, like, Scarlet and, like, all this stuff. Um, I was going to say, okay, Aurora, when did you start drag? Like, what was, like, 
when was like the first time you was it at Woody's open stage? So I have kind of like two first times in drag. My first first time in drag was for my grade twelve. Um, <laughs> so I for my grade twelve final project. Wow, so I was in the drama program and very last semester of grade 12 my teacher was like okay you guys get to do an independent study do whatever you want just let me know and then he looks at me and goes aurora so you're doing drag right and i was like i guess i am so he kind of was like okay you're doing drag like work makes sense um so my first first time doing drag was performing for my class in grade 12 but i don't really count that because that was before aurora was even like established saying, yeah yeah what did you call yourself did you? I was still Aurora Matrix at the time. She said I had my drag name picked up from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. I had oh, a I've changed it. <laughs> oh, I've changed it 14 times. I can't relate. <laughs> but um, my first time performing like in the village in Toronto was January 22nd, 2019. And it was an open stage at Woody's. And the hosts, I believe, were Priyanka jada shada hudson and another queen but it's oh my god. absolutely insane how full circle everything has been since then yeah oh my god and then we went to like windsor with pre and then like she won drag race and that now- Windsor gig that whole weekend was yeah. probably one of my favorites oh ever. yeah it was so 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 fun oh so everyone uh we went to windsor shout out lavender promotions um we went to windsor uh right after the top Right after the top four episode, like right after Jimbo was eliminated, yeah, we went to Windsor. So Pre was top three, hadn't won yet. Uh, and obviously, I'm not on Drag Race. We all know how Drag Race works. They film everyone winning. No one knows who wins. So it was like kind of the first moment in the season where it was like, no one knew what was going to happen next. Like, But it was like the possibility of like, okay, Pre could, yeah. this could, Pre be could win. Scarlet could win. Rita could win. They all have a <laughs> chance of winning. And it was very like for the first time, because like obviously we know how Drag Race works. Gay people can't shut their mouths. Everyone knows what happens. Blah, 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 whatever. But it's exactly. when you hit, like, the top three, top four, whatever season it is, it's, like, that final moment of, like, oh, my God, like, literally anything could happen. Um, right. It's kind of iconic. So it was, like, really cool to, like, be around Pre and, like, have that energy and also, like, see people, like, how people responded to her, like, after being on the show and, like, how, like, Windsor responded to her and how, like, the community responded to her. But the thing that I admire most about Pre, it's a, a pre-admiration podcast, um, absolutely the thing I admire most about her is how she interacts with people mm-hmm. she's like so personable like takes time out of no matter what she's doing to like say hello to everyone remember people's names to like recognize those people that have supported her and I just think it was like god tier like, and people always say like oh when people get famous they get this big ego and everything no Priyanka backstage was the sweetest ever was actually checking in on us to make sure we were all good the good thing is that she already had an ego I'm kidding I'm kidding I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Gemini she's a Gemini oh my god oh should we tell the story oh my god okay so dolls we're in Windsor um oh my god this chaotic fucking story so we like <laughs> so we okay we were supposed to go get a ride to the gig anyways whatever it turns out I was driving to the gig me and Rora decided we were gonna get in full geesh like pads, wigs, like the full, like our outfits, heels, like we were ready to go. We were in full drag. <laughs> we were ready to step out of the car and perform, like we were ready. So we like go to pick Priyanka from the hotel. She comes out, obviously like Priyanka fashion, like a large plaid and like a hat on, face beat, like 
gets in the car and kind of starts talking about how hungry she is. And I'm like, oh, she got food. Meanwhile, we're like almost late to the get. Like, yeah, we're, we're probably, I think we're like five to 10 minutes late almost. There's <laughs> five to 10 minutes to the show, to the start time. I'm like, oh, let's just get food. <laughs> so we go to the Wendy's drive through. We're just like in full drag. We're just like, oh, we'll get a, um, what do you want, Pre? Oh, a spicy chicken combo. Okay. We'll get a spicy chicken combo. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. Oh, Roy, you want anything? Oh, no, you're good. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> drive through. The Wendy's employees also like didn't even bat an eyelash, which I was surprised. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that Wendy's yeah, at like sure. Oliet or whatever in Windsor. <laughs> You're an icon. We love you. You fed us all weekend. Thank you so much. Um, so then we roll up to the gig and like Lawrence's like, where were you guys? I was like, oh, we had to get food. <laughs> we were hungry, Lawrence. But we still showed up before the start time. We were still on we time. Did, we did. We really did. We did. And then we went backstage. We got ready. We like did the whole thing. And then I looked at everyone. I'm like, shots? <laughs> so we just started. It's like 3 p.m. in the afternoon also, like contacts. And then we start just shooting tequila shots. Aurora goes on first, comes out, and she's like, <gasps> and I'm like, oh my God, Aurora, Aurora. I'm like, someone get her water. Someone, like, what's going on? I'm like, do you want a shot? Do you want water? What do you need? And, and like, like oh you, you'll need to know, this was my first time performing in person since the beginning of the pandemic. So it's been, like, what, seven months, six months since I performed. So the, I, like, went hard. Knowing me, I chose all dance numbers. So I come backstage after my first set, and I'm, like, <laughs> like, I'm not breathing. And Literally. Vanity's, like, get her water. Aurora, sit down. I got you. Sit down. You're, you're going to be all right. And I'm just, like, hyperventilating. <laughs> I know. And people who don't me know, like, I'm not the mom of the group. Like, I really do not like taking care of people. I'm the one people need to take care of. So exactly. I was, like, when I saw you, I was, like, oh. Get her water, because I wasn't drunk yet. Um, but Jolene, Jolene, James, and Le- Levi are people who work at this barbershop bar in Windsor, and they were so nice. They were amazing. Like, Jolene would, like, got you water. I was being like, what do you guys need? Also, Jolene would, like, Janine, Jolene would, like, come backstage and be like, you want a shot? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I want a shot. And she'd, like, do oh. with me, and, like, I wouldn't pay for it. And I'd be like, oh, I love you, Jolene. Thank you so the much. amount of free shots and alcohol we got, we were so lucky. We were so lucky. They really did that for us. And then it was, okay, but it was for me the moment where Miss Pr- I would, like, so then you kind of stopped doing shots, so you had to worry about your own wanting to die moment. Uh, so I was, like, still doing shots and, like, giving them to pre- and then at the end of the night, I realized that Pri had done none of the shots I gave her. She just put them on the table in front of her. And then, <laughs> and then I, she looks at me and goes, Vanity, are you going to do those shots? And I'm like, sure. I just like hammer back three tequila shots. And, well, we also know what happened later on the night, and I, I can't be surprised. Um, well, here's the thing. So we make our way back to where we were staying. We were chilling. We were kikiing. Our friend Coco was there. Shout out to Coco Star. What we were all that? chilling in my room. We we're just doing whatever. Vanity's hole was out as usual. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Vanity was in her underwear, but her underwear had a hole in it. So she literally just, you know, <gasps> she oh, pulled yeah. her a little bit. Oh, but um, this is 2 a.m. And Vanity just goes, I think I want to go back to the bar to party. And we're like, at this time of night? And she was like, yeah. And I swear she was probably blackout at this point. She didn't even know what was happening. Um, the thing is, though, I don't, I actually don't black out. I like, I, I do get really dumb. Very drunk. And very stupid. So this was that moment for sure. So she was like, I'm going to go back to the bar. So she goes to the bathroom. She touches up her makeup that's, like, pretty much sweated off. Which also has, like, been on my face since, like, 10 hours, yeah. hours ago. We started makeup at, like, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. 
It's been on for over 12 hours. And she's like, I'm going to go back to the bar. She touches up her makeup. She puts on a bra, a flannel or something. And she puts on a little mini skirt, fully not tucked though. She's just wearing like underwear. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go to no the bar. Tights. No tights. No tights. And she, she orders an Uber and goes back to the bar at like 2.30 a.m. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if she's going to be okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I remember you and Coco texting me being like, do you need a ride back? And I was like, no. <laughs> oh, and then the worst part was too then, then I got some guy to pick me up from the bar, who I knew, everyone don't read me, I knew him. Um, and he took me on a walk, on like the boardwalk in winter, like overlooking Detroit. And this guy's straight, he's a straight guy. <laughs> Honestly, he wanted me. Um, which we didn't make out and I was quite upset about that, but um, we walked on the boardwalk, as I'm in full at three in the morning oh my god what a night and then we go back to lawrence's and i am sitting there talking to him till four in the morning we're also what leaving the next morning at like nine yeah Ugh, not that and then we like fully packed i was fully packed vanity's room was an absolute mess drag was everywhere my room was like nicely packed away everything was put away this was after when i went back vanity i I showed you that picture i look so good you do look good, though. That wig was the one. Look at me on this, on this car. I am <laughs> This guy, like, this random guy who owned this, like, yellow car, went, looked at me and went, take a picture of my car. I went, okay. <laughs> so I got in this car and I went... And then, all of a sudden, we were doing a group picture in his car. Also, he was, like, a daddy. And his, like, girlfriend was, like, like in her 20s. And she kept being like, yeah, he's my daddy. And I went... <laughs> I love Windsor. Like, I love it. And oh my like, gosh. We, I got, he, like, told me, he's like, he's like, get on the back of my car. Like, get on my car. And I was like, um, sir. He's like, no, no, get on it. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I was gagged. But I was living my fantasy. You knew I was. Honestly, one of my favorite moments, I mean, there were so many favorite moments of that weekend. Us going to Wendy's, like, five times in two days. So good. Iconic. But my favorite was when Priyanka made, I think she made a meth joke. And someone was no, like, she made a Coke joke. She made a Coke joke. She made a Coke joke. And somebody was like, actually, it's meth. So they corrected her on the type of drug that people there are addicted to. And it was so funny. We make the joke together all the time. I'm like, actually, Priyanka's meth. <laughs> actually, Priyanka's meth. Actually, Priyanka's meth. And she's like, gagged. Um, oh my god, I love that. Oh my god, what a fucking story. Actually, what a good weekend. Literally, what a good weekend. It was a great weekend. And we were just bopping to songs in the car ride. We listened to some Victorious. <gasps> Guys, Victorious. It's really, the, it's really the moment. I feel like, what was the song it was? Um, Take a Hint. Take a Hint, uh, girl. If anyone listening wants to see me and Vanity do a duet to Take a Hint, Sound we'll off, because we need to do it. We need to do it. Instagram live after the podcast. Absolutely. Um, we'll just go on, no context at all, do the song, and go... Thank you. Watch the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll watch it, and they'll go, oh. And then nothing will happen, because it's not even that big of a reveal, because we've done it before. But... <laughs> um, okay, Miss Aurora. Okay, okay, okay. If y'all don't know who the doll is, you can find Miss Aurora Matrix on Instagram at, at Aurora Matrix. That's the one. That's it? Just Aurora Matrix? No. Just Aurora Matrix. Oh, she said, no one took my username before me. It's Aurora Matrix. Um, she is kind of like, um, you're like 
because this like Aurora Matrix is like a brand new account that you made for drag. I guess I had I had Aurora Matrix as like my makeup page when I was like in high school, which is okay. how I got Aurora Matrix as my tag. Yeah. Um, so it's very lucky that I have like my whole name without any underscores, any dots, any nothing. Hey um, underscores. Hey dots. But, oh, no. Hate it. It's the worst. But um, in 2019, when I first started drag, um, that's when I made my profile public. I had like 200 followers at the time, and I was like, okay, like oh. this this account is for drag. So this is what I I decided to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, well, you you like started the account with like 200 followers, but now you're at like what 12k, 11k? I'm at 11k right now, which is that, like absolutely insane. I actually. Yeah. 10k the weekend that we, we went were to in Windsor, Windsor. yeah because I saw Janet I was like I just hit it and she's like I'm gonna follow you <laughs> honestly that's so, that's so me and I remember saying that. I'm gonna follow you now bye honestly, <laughs> even though like didn't make a difference because you were like over 10k at that point but like oh my god congratulate congratulate the doll I love that so now you, you've like you. I feel like you've like started this like segment of your career that's like very like you're, like, known for, like, your beat. Like, you have, like, a signature look. Like, people know you for it. People, like, try to emulate it. Like, people are inspired by you a lot. Um, you have, like, makeup brands reaching out with you. You work with, what, Urban Decay. Like, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, Il Maquillage. What, like, Folly Fire. Um, um, Lush reached out, reached out to me a while ago, and they sent me some products. Work. Um, I love that. That's so amazing. Um, yeah, I love that you like have become this like kind of like makeup Instagram like like drag girl. Like it's so fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I started getting this following throughout COVID because I was constantly posting things throughout, which I'm very grateful that I was able to do that. I know some people during the pandemic weren't able to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm so so thankful for every follower I have, everyone who's been supporting me. Um, and it's like if you told me this was where I was, I would be at a year ago. I would have been like, "No, you're lying. You're kidding." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's been such a journey, and I cannot wait for for more to come because it's gonna be yeah. absolutely exciting. I mean, as much as I like hate love you, um, the worst part about you, in my opinion, is that you are so humble, which I hate. Uh, but literally, like you, like have like you have like such success for like how long you've been doing drag and like. Your makeup's amazing, and I mean, you get told this every day of your life. But you get told you get told this every day of your life. But like, it still is very much like I texted a royal last night and said, "Don't be pretty than me." And she said, "Oh, girl, you're always the pretty one." And I went, "Oh, am I the makeup doll?" Um, but it's like very that you know what I'm saying. And you're always like, you're always that girl. You're always that girl who like is like very much on on the dolls' lives. Like no matter like where you are in like the drag hierarchy of life, like you're like always there, being like, "Oh, I love your look, doll. Like you look so good." Like and that's like, oh, I think I'm just envious of that about you. I just don't have the same feelings towards other people. But um, yeah. thank you. I really appreciate that. No, Aurora like- is very humble. Aurora is very <laughs> humble, very grateful, very, very like deserves everything she has, which, you know, you can't say for everyone, but for you, you can definitely say that. Thank you. No, whenever people say that I'm humble, I always say like, you don't understand. When people talk to me or compliment me, I feel like a little puppy dog. I just get super excited. I'm just like, thank you, thank you. So... Yeah, I like, think though, right? It is very that you're you're very excited about it all. Like mm-hmm. you still like it's like it's like you get booked for a gig, like any of it. Like you're still as excited as you are. Like yeah, like I'm college. still such a big fan of drag too, because I know like especially when queens have been doing it for so long, it just becomes a routine. It's their everyday life. Like I get it, but for me, it's like 
I'm still very new to the to the village. Like my first yeah. time in the village was my first time in drag. I never got to go out to the bars as just mm. myself, you know. So yeah. I kind of threw myself into the deep end, and I just I'm just kind of treading water and seeing what what sticks. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um. Oh my god. Here's something. Here's a, a topic. I don't know if you can relate to this, but did you feel like when you started drag, there was like this? Um, I feel like when you start dragging at a really young age, which you did, I did, like a lot of people have, it's like mm-hmm. you um, you get exposed to so much and like there's so much being offered to you all the time, like drugs, alcohol, like money, like new, like people's attention, like all of it is like kind of a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever find yourself like in this experience where you kind of like were like holy, like I need to like slow down? Oh, absolutely. Especially since I'm, I mean, I'm still in school right now. Yeah. Um, once things started to pick up and I started to build momentum with, with my whole drag career, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to time manage. I need to like slow down and just take a second to like actually absorb everything in. Cause yeah. I feel like so much was being thrown at me, especially with like, okay, so-and-so wants you at a gig. I need to finish school at this time. I only have this much time to get in drag. Like I was definitely overworking myself yeah. for a solid two or three months. And then I was like, enough is enough. I need to take care of myself first. So yeah, yeah I totally relate with that when you say that. No, very that. I felt like for me, it was very like, obviously I had nothing else going on. So like I just fucking did all the gigs, but then it was like, here's a bump of cocaine here's this, here's another shot. And like, you, there's some times where you tell yourself in drag, you're like, I'm not going to drink tonight. But then you go there and like, you're exposed to this environment. And it's not a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. bars got to make money. People, I, I find it like complimenting when someone buys me a shot because I do drink, I'm not sober. And, and I think that that's like a compliment that I, that I receive. But it, it sometimes becomes like, you feel obligated to take it. And then you kind yeah, of like, go sure. like, oh, I wanted to be sober tonight, but I guess not. And then you kind of like, it just like triggers all this stuff. And then one person sees you do a shot and then someone asks you what your other shot is. And it just becomes like this, it's like snowball effect. Like, Oh, for sure. There's like so much pressure with that. I mean, do you remember my birthday show, how like trashed I got? And like, obviously it's, it was my, it was my birthday show. Like people were buying me shots. Oh, you deserved it. You deserved it. Yeah. And And I didn't want to say no. So instead I would just take the shots and I'd be like, oh, let's give, DJ ugly the shot or like yeah. I wouldn't put it to waste I wouldn't just leave it on the side but I yeah. was just like okay I I know my limits and I need to slow it down a little bit yeah and that's definitely something I've had to learn over time because there were nights where I completely forgot that I even did a third set or they'd be like oh my gosh I love when you did this and I was like yeah I don't remember that yeah so. it also becomes like the feeling of like can I only perform like that when I'm wasted or can I still turn the party when I'm not like very that and it's like that. And that's why I have so much respect for like sober queens. Like, I mean, the article with your homo that came out recently with like all the dolls who mm-hmm. don't drink. And like, I think it was like Selena Vile, Aaron, Juice, Dude. Tiffany. There's somebody else I'm thinking. A boa? Boa. Oh, I forget who else is in it. Uh, anyway, you guys can check the article out at your homo. Um, and they were just talking about their own experiences with um, alcohol and like how that affected like them performing and how people affected their like shows. And like, I think one of the biggest moments was like juice on Canada's regular said like, Oh, people stopped coming to my shows because they, um, I wasn't getting trashed anymore. And I'm like, Oh, that's so, yeah. That's, like, so disappointing that like people like only care about drag and like performance because like you're fucked up on stage and you're like just being a stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. 
no yeah it's like it's crazy to think about because it's like certain people just have a very narrow idea of what they want to see and what they mm -hmm. like and if it's not that then they'll be like you know what i don't want to go anymore and it's like you lose your like your little fan club your your support and you're just like yeah. well, what am i doing you know yeah no very that yeah I, w I hope in the future like and i think with canada's drag races will change a lot as well with people like juice and people mm -hmm. like boa who um, are so, oh, and Starzy, Starzy sober as well. That's who it was. Yes. Um, who are sober and they like come on this place and they like, um, they push this message of like, we can all have fun and we can all party. It doesn't always need to be about drugs and alcohol. And I think that's such a like an old school like gay mentality, right? Of like being like that was the only place where gay people could really be like themselves and and they want to let loose and they want to like kind of like push all this aggression they have during the week when they couldn't be themselves. Um, but like we're not there anymore it's 20 it's almost 2021 like it's exactly. like gay people are everywhere like what the movie prom like had like gay characters like there's pose there's euphoria there's like all these like, yeah just, shows. Like, there's so much there's so much going on that's bringing more awareness to so many things that we need to focus on and like really learn about and just like it's so great to see all of that happening because like yeah. now people are really learning and understanding and they get where you're coming from now. No, very that. No, very that. Okay. Making to, uh, oh, I guess like to end this not like so abruptly, I just saw emotions were kind of a lot for my depressed self, but um, support the dolls, uh, uh, ask people what they're drinking. If they're sober, respect them, uh, support drag, support local drag, support, can I use drag race drag support all drag like be the doll that we want to see in the world all that oh, um, all benjamin could you pour me some more wine <laughs> work diva not that <laughs> not me going having conversations about sobriety and going oh could you pour me some more wine but i want it um and that's on depression um okay the other thing i was gonna ask you this has like been like my question i've been asking the dolls um who was your like drag diva? Like who was the one when you like were starting drag or like new in drag or like thinking about it, you were like all up in their page, all up in their shows. It doesn't have to be local, it could be anyone. And they were kind of that person that you kind of like idolized and were like, oh, like work. Like, um, oh my God. give you an example. I said on the past podcast, mine was Juice Box in terms of like, I'd always go see her shows. Another one of mine was Helena Poison. I think she, her makeup is stunning. I loved how like punk rock energy she was. Obviously I have glitter green in my face. Um, and I've like, even now, like still like love her and like always like, like, like look at her work and go, oh my God, you look so fucking good. Um, yeah, who would yours be? Ooh, I got a couple and I'm gonna go through them. Give it so to if me. we're gonna talk local, mm -hmm. um, the first few that really stood out to me were Juicebox, Ivory, and Priyanka. Work. Both Juicebox and Ivory, like they taught me how to glue down my wig and everything. And I was just like, they are incredible performers. And just like, yeah. every time I saw them, I was just like, in awe. Yeah. Um, Priyanka, obviously being a queen, a queen of color, um, I was just so inspired by everything that she was about. She always brought her culture into her drag and that really made me want to bring my Chinese culture into my drag. And I was just like, you know what? Like, this is something that I can use to like empower younger people and the younger generation, like younger Chinese Asian youth. I'm just like, I'll be that person for them. So like Priyanka for sure has been a, such a big inspiration. Um, and then there's also Soju and mm -hmm. I don't know if you know Eva Young. 
Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, Obviously, we love Soju, but Eva Young is um, an Asian, a Chinese American queen who I've been following for a while. And I was like, oh my goodness, like she is what I want to be. And she has a big following and all that stuff. And recently I've been able to chat with her on Instagram and like we follow each other now. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting there. I'm getting there and I'm, I'm meeting new people. So. Yeah, those are some of the few that I've really idolized. <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm just going to ruin my makeup. Who cares? My lipstick's already smudged. <laughs> um, um, work. Um, okay, so recently on Facebook, you posted, I mean, recently as in yesterday, mm-hmm. um, that people were, like, being like, and this is, like, the thing, right? I mean, this is, like, probably my least thing. I mean, like, the Drag Race fandom is toxic, but this is, like, the most toxic thing of, like, I feel, them comparing people mm-hmm. to other people. Oh, and also the death threats. I mean, the death threats are probably the most co- like, toxic thing. But, <laughs> uh, like, the comparisons are too much. But you were saying that you experienced this. We don't need to, like, call names out or all that fucking bullshit. But, like, um, how did this, like, what was, like, kind of, like, going through your mind when you, like, getting these messages that you were just, like, people were telling you that you look like this queen or that queen or whoever it fucking was. But, like, and obviously, like, you, you saw, like, you're like, oh, like, this is, like, this is just racist. Like, that's what it is. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, it happens. Everyone will be like, oh, so-and-so looks like this or this queen looks like this. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I do get that. I do see the, dif- the, the similarities. But for me, a lot of times whenever a, a person will message me and say like, oh, you look like this person and I'll go to their page, it's just another Asian queen. Like our makeup is different. Our aesthetics are different. We dress differently. Our hair is different. Just like just because I'm an Asian queen and just because that's another Asian performer doesn't, doesn't mean, mean I'm the same. And I'll be fine with naming names. It was, it was Kamora Hall on season 13. You look who nothing we stand, like her. We love. Look nothing um, like her. Someone, I posted her on my story and someone commented and saying, you look just like Kamora. And instantly I was like, I absolutely look nothing like her. Our makeup is completely different. Like... It's just not the Kimura's same. Kamora is like so. all about like a soft beat, like yeah. like little liner, like soft, 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 soft makeup. Mm-hmm. And like I've like there have been very few times where you have painted soft. Oh, very few times, and that's usually because I only have like an hour to get into full drag. <laughs> it's not usually by choice. No, very bad. And I and the worst part I think about it, like obviously you speak for your own experiences. I am a white person, and I like. This isn't racist for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, I, I think the worst part of it, too, is that the person on the other end of it, like, we're giving this comment that feels targeted and racist, um, thinks it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Like, they're thinking that they're giving you a compliment, that, that you should be grateful for that experience. But it's like, exactly. you're Aurora Matrix. Kimura Hall's Kimura Hall. Like, mm-hmm. you're two different performers. You have two different aesthetics. Like, if you were cast on season 13, you wouldn't wear her promo look. You wouldn't look like that. You wouldn't have come into that in that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like, the, I think, the really upsetting part about it. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I understand that people aren't trying to harm you or they're not trying to be mean. And I get that. But, like, we also need to recognize that, like, sometimes these compliments aren't really compliments and they're not, yeah. they're not that helpful. Especially when you're comparing someone to someone else. Like, 
I'm my own person and I'm very proud of the work that I put out and I don't want that to be compared with someone else, you know, cause I put effort into my own work Yeah. and I would hate for it to be like, mm, you did something very similar to so-and-so and I'm just like, well, it just happens to be that way. Okay. So, also it's like, no one is inventing the, like reinventing the wheel. Like nobody is reinventing done. the wheel. Everything I mean, has been done. <laughs> yeah. Were there tears? Oh, I just, I invented this. No, I've seen a million drag queens in my fucking life do it. Euphoria, girl, the whole TV show is in around glitter fucking tears. Like, exactly. get over it. It's also like, um, what's he gonna say? I forgot. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. White gays. Do you remember in high school when you're like, your one friend that you told was gay would be like, oh my God, I know this other gay guy. You're gonna be in love. Look, you're gonna do it, and you were so annoyed by it because you knew that she was just doing that because both of you were gay. Absolutely, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have this one gay friend who you should totally date." I'm like, "You're just putting together your two only gay friends." But it's like, so then if you see like two queens of color, two Asian queens, two black queens, two POC queens of any kind, jump with them together. They're not the same performer. They're not the same people. I appreciate them. (laughs) <laughs> they're different people and that's I mean, on not being an asshole that's on that everyone's their own person it's also like i mean we could probably go down the list separately and go like oh who are queens that like we are inspired by mm-hmm. and then you could probably see like oh yeah i see like i see that in you i see like oh i see why you look like that because we take inspiration from them and that's what that is and mm-hmm. that's a different thing that's a whole different conversation but it's like this other dumb person who messaged you. It's like, well, sorry, doll. Like, who are you? Who am I? Like, get out of my DMs. Thank you so much. Blocked. See you never. Love it, love it, love it. Oh my God. Okay. Do you on Instagram, changing away from the topic, thank you so much for sharing your experience, Aurora. Of course. <laughs> um, I'm like picking up these things. I'm like kind of wasted, but I love it. I um, love it. Sobriety is important. So is depression. Um, um, you had a question for me. I did. I know I did. You're right. You're so correct. Um, the thing is so stupid. Uh, my question was, um, how how have you been doing mentally this this second lockdown? Oh my goodness. <laughs> It's been wild because I've still been doing school throughout all of all of this. So, also that's another thing. You work so hard, like the dolls. I, I'm sure half of your Instagram followers don't even know you're in school. Like mm-hmm. the dolls in full time school, and also like as someone who graduated with an arts degree, thank you so much. Um, there are a lot of fucking work. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot of in person assignments. It's a lot of work. It's not studying in your bedroom. It's like putting yourself into projects also putting a lot of like your like creativity into things which can feel very exhausting draining like it's no. so exa- and then you're still on instagram you're still doing looks you're still turning <laughs> the party you're still interacting with everyone like you're still doing the damn thing for sure yeah so for anyone who doesn't know i'm i'm currently a third year acting major um it's busy 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 and like a lot of people who aren't in the arts they just show up to their lectures they just sit they just listen but as you know arts majors like we have to do hands-on work and we're constantly just like putting our creativity into our schoolwork and then having to juggle that and actually like put in work into my drag and like creating new look and all that stuff is just like completely draining but like yeah 
drag is something that brings me joy and like it's like a little escape for me from my regular life so that has been a nice like break yeah. from all the school so yeah it's like the the fun thing that you get to put yourself into a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. something I get to really look forward to other than just schoolwork. So you're you're in third year. You're about to graduate next year, I guess. Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Time flies. Um, what what is next for yourself? Uh, both like in drag, out of drag. Like, where what do you what are your goals in like the next coming years? Ooh, well, obviously Canada's Drag Race is like one of those goals um, i think you'd be so bad at it oh thank you you're you need friends who humble you you need i've been too nice humble. i've been just too nice this entire <laughs> podcast uh, what yeah. i've like probably only given you like three compliments in our entire life knowing each other is all right now like <laughs> <laughs> no exactly no but canada's drag race for sure mm-hmm. i mean i feel like every queen probably feels the same way just yeah. like that's obviously a goal um i would love to continue performing in in Toronto and and trying out new gigs um I really want to get more like Asian inspired outfits um and really start to integrate my culture into my drag maybe even perform songs that aren't in English you know um that's something that I've always wanted to do and I just haven't had the guts to do it but you know I would love it but I think also it's it's very like when you're starting out like you are almost like expected to like do like Ariana Grande and like all these other like basic exactly. fucking songs because you are also like really nervous that the audience like doesn't know who you are and like won't like receive you really well. Um, so it is difficult and also it's like it costs drag oh, okay. costs so much fucking money. Absolutely, like, especially when you're at like an open stage, and you're not a paid performer at that open stage. So you want to get tips. You want people to like you. You're gonna do like crowd pleasers you're gonna do songs that everyone knows you know and that kind of takes out the opportunity of doing a song for you for yourself and it's that it's that though it's the crowd pleasers. it's like oh if i do a song i won't get tipped and that's part of it right Mm -hmm. and that's like i think like something someone like priyanka has like really mastered so well is like making a mix of songs so doing like a minute of this song a minute of that song 40 seconds of the song like i'm making it one whole number Mm-hmm. that has like created her ability to like really push her culture into people's faces because like that's an amazing thing to do as mm-hmm. a poc queen and then look back and be like oh you love my performance you love who i am so you're gonna love what i'm gonna do right now and it's exactly. like this like whole bollywood number it's like iconic like um no very that it's also like um oh yeah if you are a um in the real world and you uh, make fun of queens for not changing their outfits or not having sense of costumes, and you don't tip them. I hate you. So, oh, are worth frozen. Technical difficulties here on the podcast. Is it me? Um, hate them. Hate them so much. They're just like, it's like, I feel like it's like, let the dolls do their thing. It's like, I would love, I love, I love that blue outfit you have. It's like, you're like culture inspired look. It looks mm-hmm. look so good on you. Like, um, and then it's going to be like very much when I'd love to see you obviously after quarantine, like do more of your things. Mm-hmm, for sure. I remember um, this 
performer. I'm not going to like out them for this conversation we had once, but I used to like do this. I used to host student in the drink. Uh, and uh, I booked this performer and she messaged me going, oh, like, don't worry. Like, I won't do a lot of like my like, like cultural music. And I went, no, like I booked you because I like what you do. Not because I want you to do Ariana Grande all night. Like, girl, I'll do that. Like, let me do that. Like, you do what you want to do and you put it into it. And I think, like, I think we're both very much drag fans. And, like, watching a drag queen do what she wants to do or him or them or whatever they identify as is so good to watch. It's just the moment to watch. It's, like, For when sure. they are really enjoying themselves. One of, one of the biggest, like, piece of advice I've ever gotten was smile on stage. Cause if you look like you're having fun, if you are having fun, the crowd will have fun with you, regardless of what song you're doing, what performance you're doing, what outfit you're doing. Yeah. If you're enjoying yourself, the crowd is gonna be there right there with you. So very bad. that's definitely very something bad. I've I've taken to heart and really remember every time. I'm like, I need to have fun. I need to smile. I know I I look fish. I know I look fierce. I know I look whatever. But if I'm not smiling yeah. You probably not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that, love that. You do smile a lot during performances, which I like. Which I <laughs> the doll has a nice smile. The doll smiles a lot. Love that. Um, I want to end this off on, like, a fun note. I feel like this has been a very serious podcast. I feel like I usually I just shoot the shit with everyone, but now me and Aurora got really deep, in, deep into it, and that's on depression. Thank you all so much. <laughs> um... <laughs> So what, what do I want to end it on? I don't know. Um, oh, let's do, uh, oh, no. Over here at Work Diva, we're really just imp- improvising. We imp- it's, a, it's all improv. It's all improvising, improv. literally. I usually plan things out, but not today. Um, I'm blanking. Um, okay, okay, let, let's do this. Um, I didn't mean I had an idea. I just meant that I... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, Y'all know, both of us are fire signs. We're chaotic as hell. Like, we got... Oh, so, chaotic. so chaotic. No, oh if gosh. anyone goes to a show with either Vanity or me or both of us, you know there's going to be chaos on stage. Have we done a show together? We have done one show together and it <gasps> might have been the student night with me star and you no it was um it was leap day me you davana and tiffany at o'grady's <gasps> oh my gosh that was a crazy day that but also wow. four performers at o'grady's not a lot that. that is a well lot. that was like i mean like not to shade the doll. Oh, I'm not going to say this. He's going to, if he watches, he's going to hate me. Um, but I just think that we all got the booking and I love that we all got paid for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so, also like the crowd was lit. They were like, we want to oh. get up. And I was like, okay, everyone, like long weekend. Wasn't it a long weekend and leap day? It was a long weekend and a leap day. And it was just like, with the four of us, we had such variety in the types of performances that we were all doing. That, that part, that part, that part, yeah. Like, it was just such a good night, just because there was so much variety in the type yeah. of drag we were doing. Like, 
Tiffany was doing her thing. You were doing your hair flips. I was doing yeah, my yeah, yeah. stunts. Devonna was looking absolute gorgeous all night. Just like Very that. Yeah. And we were all just like sitting at our tables, like eating our chicken fingers and fries. Like <laughs> we were in the corner just like kicking. It's like, oh, it's my turn. Okay. And then we did like Spice Girls. And like at the end, oh, what a night! I remember getting so wasted that night. Oh, what a good night. Oh. Um, oh, I love that. That's so fun. Okay, I guess, well, enough on the story. I, I have a story. Okay. Well, enough on the story. Don't worry, everyone, I figured it out. Don't fret at home. I know you were all worried. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so Miss Aurora Matrix had her one-year anniversary birthday party drag performance, uh, and she was doing it alone, and I messaged the doll, and I was like, listen, I'll come help you. Like, I'll get on the mic for a little bit, like, just, like, talk and do, like, lip sync contest with your friends so you can, like, have a minute to breathe. Um, if you guys don't know Toronto Drag, it's very marathon style. And this specific show was very much Aurora for herself for three hours. It was three hours of just me. And that so. sounds like hell. It, it was. <laughs> um, so I like, I also was like on a date. <laughs> you were on a date. You were on a date. <laughs> Shout out to you, Arnold. Um, and we were like in Kensington. And I kind of like looked at him. It was, like, it was like, going a really great date. I looked at him at the end and I was like, um, I have to like go to the village. I like promised her and I would feel really bad. And like, I just need to go. Like, you don't have to come with me. Like I've had a really great time, but I do need to go. And he was like, no, no, I'll come with you. I was like, wow, work. So we go to the bar. I immediately like walk in the bar, jacket's still on, grab the mic from the I go, go change. I do a lip sync contest. This one girl, you, if anyone in Toronto knows what the drink is, and if you're not from Toronto, you know the pipe, the pipe over the stage. This girl gets on the pipe and there's literally a video of me going and like running to her and like grabbing her off the pipe and going, don't break it. Just like, you, everyone knows you do not touch the pipe. Not the shit pipe. No. Not the shit pipe. It was so funny. And then I left. But that was like, oh, also did I like break my, I like had like sprained my wrist and I had like like wrist cast on. You did a lot to yourself that night. But no, that was such a crazy night. Cause I remember I did, I did a tequila shot with you and Ugly right Uh before I did my first number. And within the first five songs, I had taken eight shots of Fireball. So I literally- So I was trashed after my first set. And this was only in like the first half hour of the show, of the three hour show. So I look over at Ugly and I'm like, slow songs. You're going to play slow songs tonight. And that was how my night ended. I remember I I went before my date to the drink to like say hello. Mm -hmm. And like to kick you with the doll. And then we did like shots and I went to my date after that I came back. Oh, what a night. What a night. What a world. Yeah. Uh, it was such a good night though like the bar was like packed everyone was like there for you and like it was like very that energy yeah I cannot wait to be back in person with you and like get messy when I get out of quarantine I'm literally making out with everyone um my favorite part about my relationship with Ben is that um he like looked at me when we like started dating and I was like hey like um I'm like into monogamy but like I just like he's like no 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 you like attention He's like, and you want to go to the bars, and you want everyone to hit on you, and you want to make out with them. And that's fine. I'm cool with that. And I went, wow. That is true love. No, literally. And then, so now I can make out with everyone. So um, if you're listening to this, and you want to make out with me at the bar, once COVID's done, and once we all have a vac- vaccination. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my new 21, my 2021 goal is I won't sleep with you unless you are pro-vaccination. <laughs> 
Oh, that is a solid plan. And I the I, amount I, of people I've seen being like, I don't want this vaccine. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, oh, you think the government's gonna watch you, girl? What you carry on your iPhone 12 all day? You think the government's gonna watch you through a vaccine? Like, girl, they already are watching you. And my FBI agent is proud of me that I'm going to take the vaccine. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's our social responsibility. So if you're at the bar um, after the vaccine, please come up to me and Aurora and just say, um, hi, I'd like to make out with you. And we will say, for sure. Absolutely. No, I stand by that. Consent is important and we'll give it to you. Uh, at least I will. I'm not going to speak for Aurora, but I will. Um, <laughs> and that has been Work Diva episode three or four. I don't know when I'm putting this one out. Um, but it'll be out. And then you can watch the video on my Patreon, which honestly I might stop doing. I don't really like the work that it puts into it. I might just like release it on YouTube for fun. Um, but you can watch the podcast on, I don't know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Oh my God, someone gave me one star. But I, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Like, work. I was like, of course the podcast is bad. Like, I don't put any work into it. Good podcast. This podcast is purely dedicated to my depression. <laughs> what? Oh, I love when I saw the one star. Ben was like, did they leave a comment? I'm like, of course they didn't leave a comment. Uh, if I know you and you give me the one star, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh but, oh, oh, okay, wait, let's end up with this. Oh, not me trying to end it 14 times. But I really want, so this will be out before Christmas, and I really want us to, like, let's plug, like, a queer business, like, a queer local or, like, whatever. It doesn't have to be local, but it has to be queer Ooh. business that we, like, want everyone to support and want everyone to, like, look at and be like, you know what, dolls, like, let's support this business. I have the perfect one that I want me. to support. Give it to me. So, there is a company in Toronto called Toronto Dick Candles. They are a queer-owned business, and they make 100% soy candles that look like six-inch dicks. If you want to, you know, buy a funny gag gift for Christmas, Toronto Dick Candles is the place to go. <laughs> um, they're so funny. Oh, my God. Aurora took a picture with them with, like, neon contacts. And the, what, 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 didn't the one you have was, like, UV, too? The one I have, here's, here it is. Oh, show the doll. Here it is. It's beautiful. Toronto Dick Candles. But the one I have glows in the dark under blue light. So whenever I put on my blue LEDs, it's glowing in the dark. <laughs> I'm screaming. Okay, so mine is, I think last podcast, last podcast I did Slay Tees, Dash of Ari, and Wigs Addy. Dash of Ari. These gorgeous lashes. You can use code MATRIX for, I think, 20% off right now. You can use code MATRIX. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but I love them. They're so fucking good. Um, uh... I supported the three of them last time. So reiterating all those things, Slay Tees, Wigzaddy, and Dashavari are so amazing. Uh, the other one I want to do is... I forgot. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do restaurants on Church and uh, Church Street. So we have Sambuca's. We have Shuri Bistro. We have Garage, which I think is not open right now. We have O'Grady's, we have uh, the Church Mouse, and we have Hair of the Dog, right? Yes, yes. Oh, and then we have that little Indian place, and then we have North of Brooklyn Pizza, but don't, North of Brooklyn Pizza is not really queer, so I'll support the queer ones first. <laughs> um, 
So support some, like, get some takeout this week. Um, Treat yourself. Honestly, get some nice takeout. Yes. Call the restaurant so you can, like, kind of work something out with them. They'll probably deliver it for you. Like, they get more money there. Um, see what that looks. Or even fucking take a walk. It's not snowing yet. Fucking pick the shit up. Like, we all know you live in the village. And we'll get that done. Um, but support, 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 support our queer businesses. I'm so proud of everyone right now. I feel like, I feel like I always hear news of, like, straight places closing down like every day and I like there's so many queer that are still staying afloat and we are the ones doing that and we need to like keep up that support um so we have Toronto Dick Candles we have obviously from last week we have Wigs Added we have Dashavari we have Slaties and now we have like the restaurants of Church in Wellesley Village um let's do that oh Aurora love you so much thank you so much for coming on the podcast with yes, me. thank you so much for having me if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you can plug, find plug. Aurora Matrix, just my name. And you can find Vanity at? Um, all about Vanity underscore. Because I'm <laughs> self-conceited. <laughs> um, when I messaged you, Aurora, for this podcast, I was absolutely wasted. And then in the morning when I woke up and you asked me back, I did not remember what I messaged you. Oh uh, but I'm so happy I did because drug decisions are the best decisions. Um, <laughs> I think I was like talking to Sebastian and Miles and I was like, who should I have my podcast next? And they were like, Aurora. Oh, I love that idea. Um, So shout out to Miles and Sebastian. Wow, we're just giving shout outs and shout outs and shout outs. I'm going to start charging the dolls for this fucking bullshit. Um, (laughs) But we're signing off. Bye, Diva. Bye.